Welcome back, everybody, to an episode of the Cool Predictions Podcast, the second episode of the Cool Predictions Podcast, uh, presented by Realms Productions, and I'm your host, Alec, for a back here. Uh, but before we get in this episode, please drop a review down below. Um, and let's get into it. So before I get into anything, I'm just going to give you a quick little rundown um, of what I'm going to be talking about this episode. So first off, we got coaching changes. going to be talking about the Lincoln Riley one. I'm going to be talking about Brian Kelly at LSU now. And then I'm going to be talking about the transfer portal. Got some big names. I'm going to be talking about like the biggest players so far that have entered so far. And then I'll lastly talk about conference championships. I'll talk about the three biggest ones: Michigan versus Iowa, Baylor versus Oklahoma State, and then last but not least, we'll talk about Georgia versus Alabama and who I think is going to win all those games and the keys to victory I have all for those games. But with first off the bat, let's go into the Lincoln Riley situation. So first thing I. The first thing I really thought in my head was I, w- I was happy for Lincoln Riley. I think it was about time he he ventured into a new conference like the Pac-12. And I, I really think it'll be cool to see him in the Pac-12 as a coach. Um, and I I, th- I think it's a really good, obviously, it's a really good thing for USC. You've seen, obviously, he's done in Oklahoma, multiple playoff per, uh, appearances, stuff like that. And not just that, the recruiting's been going up. Uh, and I'll read off a few names. Of Oklahoma recruits that Lincoln Riley had flipped so, so far uh, or decommit from Oklahoma that are projected to go to USC now. Um, so the first big one, the first, the biggest one so right now uh, that he flipped was Malachi Nelson, five star 2023 QB. Uh, he flipped him and then he flipped, uh, I think he, yeah, he, I'm not 100% sure with this one, but I think I saw it. Makai Lemon, five star. Uh, 2023 athlete, and then I know for sure he flipped. He just flipped like uh, hours before I'm recording this, about two hours before I re- I'm recording this. Uh, Raleigh Brown, a five star 2022 running back, just uh, committed to USC because of Rankin- Lincoln Riley. My bad, I said Rankin. What the heck? Um, but yeah, and then there's also some other guys that decommitted. Brandon Ennis, five star wide receiver 2023, and then Trayon Webb, four star wide receiver. Uh, running back in the 2023 class as well, I believe. Uh, so they Oklahoma lost a lot of stuff in the span of like three or four days. I feel on. I honestly feel bad for Oklahoma at this point because it's 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 sad. Um, but hey, USC fans, you're you're getting a lot right now. I bet you're really happy about the upcoming season because it it could be like it could be really good for you guys. You guys are already pretty good in recruiting, but. Just with Lincoln Riley on your side, that just, jeez, dude. <laughs> You're getting a really big boost right there. And then now we're going to go on the Brian Kelly situation at LSU. I, the first thing I like, I, I liked the hire, but I hate how Brian Kelly did it. I just absolutely hate how Kelly did it. He, he like, I just hate it. You know, he, Notre Dame still had chances at a college football playoff appearance, even though the chances are very, very slim. A lot would have to happen. A lot of big teams would have to lose for that to happen for them to make it. But if there's still a chance of you possibly winning a national championship and making it to the college football playoff, why wouldn't you stay with your team until the end of the season? I understand uh, that job offer for LSU may not be there by the time the season's over, but you got to think, right? you gotta, you got to think if you're Brian Kelly, right? If I still have a possible chance to go to college football playoff and win a national championship, you're going to pass that up and leave your team. That just shows you right there that he did not believe in his team. It really did. 
know, it, it, it did. It showed that he did not believe in his team. Um, and that's where we are now. And that's why he's at LSU now. Um, but yeah, now let's go into the transfer portal. I know that was a shorter segment right there, but now let's go on the transfer portal as well. So now we're going to we're gonna go right off the bat. Some of these guys just entered the transfer portal a few days ago. A lot of big things have been happening this week. It's, it's, it's been a lot. Um, but first off, Spencer Radler from Oklahoma, I'll start off with that. And I understand why you entered the transfer portal. I mean, you got Caleb Williams, a true freshman, beating you out of your spot. I mean, I understand why you would because, I mean, you were projected to be a Heisman candidate, like the start of the season, preseason, you know. I understand why you're going to lead there. Uh, and I understand the the relationship with uh, Lincoln Riley isn't there anymore either because he's not at OU anymore, so it makes sense why he would leave. Uh, but some of the top schools I see that he could go to is uh, Arizona State, Tennessee, Ole Miss, LSU, and Oregon, uh, just to name a few. So it'll be interesting to see where he picks. But I think it'll be like, I, I, don't, I don't really know, dude. It's going to be interesting to see if he stays or goes, but he, he probably will go because uh, next season will be his senior season. Uh, so it'll be interesting what he picks. Uh, but yeah, next we're going to go into Zach Evans. Zach Evans, he committed, he had a crazy recruitment. He, it was, it was really weird. He committed really late. It was just really weird. He ended up picking TCU, uh, TCU at the end of it. And in the six games he played this season, he pretty, he did pretty well. He had 92 rushes for 648 rushing yards, five touchdowns, 10 receptions for 130 yards and one receiving touchdown, which isn't bad. Uh, if you're in your sophomore season, that's not bad at all. Um, it really isn't, and the thing was about time he left there, you know, TCU just lost their head coach. Uh, I think that's one of the main reasons that he lost, that he that he's in the transfer portal right now. I'm, ex I'm just excited to watch him play because he's one of the most exciting, underrated running backs, I think, in the nation at the moment. Um, and he's one of the top recruits in the nation when he, when he uh, signed to TCU as well, so he's kind of underground right now. The next, Terrence Lewis uh, from Maryland. He's a linebacker. Uh, he hasn't really, the main reason I think he probably answered was because he really hasn't gotten any playing time. He was a five-star coming in. Uh, he, he really hasn't gotten any playing time. He hasn't had a snap at Maryland. And Maryland just hasn't had a good season at all, going 6-6 six and six in the Big Ten, haven't been good at all. Um, and I think that's mainly the reasons why he entered the transfer portal. Uh, so we'll see what happens with him. But now let's go on the conference championships. This will be the longest segment in the last segment, so let's get into it. So we'll start off with the conference championships. So we'll go with the Big Ten, number two, Michigan, versus number 13, Iowa. So before I get into that prediction, uh, I got to give you a recap of Michigan and Iowa's last games that they played. So last week, everybody knows Michigan beat Ohio State, destroyed Ohio State uh, in their home stadium in Ann Arbor. And then you know... That Iowa, they they played actually a close game against Nebraska, twenty eight to twenty one, and I gotta give some respect to Nebraska and Scott Frost because probably the the best three and nine team I've ever seen. Uh, they play they've played a lot of close games this season, um, and Iowa they really have a dominant defense as well. Uh, so I'm gonna be talking about a little bit more about that right now as I get into this, but um, so yeah, let's go on my keys to victory for Michigan. So. What they need to do is they need to feed Haskins just like they did versus Ohio, wear them down, wear down uh, the defense for Iowa because uh, they they need to be consistent offense because 
if you don't, Iowa's just going to shut you down. Iowa's one of the best in the nation right now. Um, but the other thing, though, is Michigan's got to still stay good on defense. They got to still be electric on defense because the thing is with Iowa, they're a good defensive team. They're just a defensive team. That's all they are. They're terrible offense. They only score 25 points per game, and they only average 299 uh, offensive yards per game, which is terrible, 163rd in the nation to be exact. And that's even worse than some FCS programs. You know, that's 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 terrible. Um, like I said, they need to run the ball. Need to they need to give it to Haskins. They need to just wear down that defense. They need to have long drives, uh, wear down that defense, so then they can, you know, have their defense rest out there, stop them, have another big drive, stuff like that. They just need to have long drives, wear down the defense. Um, that's that's mainly the main keys I have for Michigan, but then for I think for Iowa is they need to they need to shut down Haskins, they need to shut down Michigan's run game because now Corum is he's actually coming back. He had a good role last week uh, coming back from that injury he had, I put him out for a few games, but now he's back. Um, so I think they're going to be running probably like a two back. So they're going to have to stop Corum and they're going to have to stop Haskins at the same time, which is a very hard thing to do. Um, would it will will be a very hard thing to do. Um, and but overall, uh, I I've got Michigan winning. I'll take the over, which is forty three and a half. I think Michigan wears down the defense early with the run game with Corum and uh, Haskins, and I think that's mainly the reason why they win this game. Uh, but next, let's go to the number nine Baylor versus number five Oklahoma State uh, championship. Now, this is actually really interesting right here. Both teams, like, they're really good at the both, at the same things. But the thing that's really interesting about this game is that a true freshman might be starting for Baylor, uh, depending on uh, Jerry Bohan and their starting quarterback is able and healthy to start uh, because he had a hamstring injury against Kansas State in a Kansas State game. Uh, but the, the true freshman uh, that I'm talking about, his name is, uh, shoot, what is his name, man? Uh, but yeah, the true freshman, he's been 2-0 uh, this season. He hasn't been doing bad at all. Yeah, Blake Shapin. Blake Shapin, that's the name. Uh, he hasn't been doing bad at all this season. He's He has two, uh, 2 and 2-0 record, which is the two games that he started, obviously, um, against Kansas State. And then last week um, against uh, Oklahoma. Wait, no, shoot, I'm, I'm thinking about something. Else. My bad. Against uh, Texas Tech, 27-24. Um and I think mainly the game's gonna come down if Gary uh, Jerry Bohannon can start because he he's a big pivotal part of their team. And I think if and the thing about Oklahoma State too is they have like one of the best defenses in the nation too. So if he, they can get good pressure on one of the keys for Oklahoma State that I have is they need to get pressure on Blake Sharpen, uh, Shapen, Shapen. My bad. Just, I, I think I'm saying it wrong, but Blake Shapin, they need to get some pressure on him because he's a true freshman, right? He's going to make those mistakes. Um, you've seen it with another true freshman in Caleb Williams. He's made those mistakes too. And if you can get pressure on him, he's going to make mistakes as well. And that could lead to turnovers or just bad throws and, you know, inaccurate throws. Um, so they need to get pressure on him right away. Um and let's talk about Oklahoma State. They they beat uh, Oklahoma their, their biggest rival, thirty seven to thirty three, despite Spencer Sanders throwing two interceptions in only throwing two fourteen total. Um, 
Spencer Sanders, he's got to step up a lot this game. He's got to make good decisions. He he did not in that that other game, despite them even winning that game. And in being in this game, um, he did not make good decisions at all. Uh, but he's got to do better today. He's got to do better in the game that he's playing uh, against Baylor. He's got to do a lot better. Then it's just they got to get pressure on Blake Sharpen, Shapen, uh, Oklahoma State. They have, they have to do that. Oklahoma State they got to have a dominant run game too. It's this game they got to feed Jalen Warren. He's been a big uh, he's had a big workload this year. He has had a very big workload this year, and then. Baylor's got to do the same thing because both of them, they have two of the best running backs in the nation, like both teams do. Um, in Abraham, Abraham Smith, uh, Baylor, he has, I, I think it's like 1,300 yards on the season. He's top 10 in rushing right now. Uh, so he's done really well. He, he has a, he's done really well and is a big part of that Baylor offense. So they really need to feed him. Both, both teams, I honestly think this game comes down uh, if if Mohannon doesn't start, I think think Baylor's going to lose this game. Um, but if Mohannon does start, I think that they will. And honestly, even if he doesn't, I think it's going to come down to who has the better running back in this game uh, and who can wear down their defense first, what team can wear down their opponent's defense first. Uh, I think that's honestly what's going to come down to this game. And then last but not least, we got the Georgia versus Alabama game. Long-awaited matchup. Like, this is it right here. Um, Honestly, in my opinion, I think if Alabama loses this game, they're going to be out of the college football playoff. If they don't, uh, it could be trouble for some somebody in the college football playoff. If they don't. Um, I know Georgia will still make it. I know they certainly will because they've been undefeated. They've just been killing everybody, shutting uh, ranked opponents down. We'll talk about that as well. Um, But, yeah. So the long-awaited matchup between these two uh, powerhouses in the SEC. Um, let's get into the recaps of last week. So first off, Alabama they played Auburn in the Iron Bowl, barely beating them on a. Well, they set it up by a Bryce Young, ninety-eight yard, uh, drive at the end of the game with like forty something seconds left. I forget what it was, uh, but that was incredible. And then it led to overtime. It led to four overtimes. And they finally punched in the victory, twenty-four to twenty-two, in the fourth overtime. Like I just said, um, and Auburn—they were honestly just shutting Alabama down. And one of the another reason was because penalties were actually killing Alabama as well. And then uh, their running back Brian Robinson Jr. was injured for a few. It was like two or three series, so that definitely hurt them as well. Um, and I think Bryce Young was just taking sacks, so. He gotta be. He's gotta be more decisive in this game. Gotta get out of the pocket, escape that pressure. Um, but yeah, then then we got uh Georgia. And then Georgia last week they they played. <laughs> they shut out. This was their. This includes uh two other shutouts that they've had this season. Uh, they they played the rivals that aren't really that good, and I don't even really think it's a rivalry anymore because Georgia's but just been dominating them like. A lot. I don't even remember the last time Georgia Tech even came close to beating Georgia, but the game ended up, up being forty-five to zero, a shutout, a big shutout. Um, and that's like I said, one of three shutouts Georgia has had all year. Um, 
<clears throat> but yeah, the keys for Alabama in this game now is they have to be able to run a, a consistent offense. They did not last game. We've seen it sometimes this season. We saw it about against LSU. We saw it against Florida. Uh, those all came down to one possession games um, where they weren't playing their best and having a consistent offense. And I understand you're going to have uh, sophomore mistakes in because Bryce Young, he's the younger quarterback, but he's still a really, really good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's not at all, but... He, I mean, as any quarterback, you're going to make some mistakes. You're going to have some flaws, you know. But you just got to work on those. Um, any player does. But, <laughs> you know, if Auburn can make you be uh, inconsistent, imagine what Georgia's defense can do to you. Like, if you can't have a consistent, this is my point, like, if you can't have a consistent offense against Auburn, who was 6-6 six and six this year, and their defense led, a, led up a, like, like 17 point lead I think it was like the Mississippi State so they lost that game like dude imagine what Georgia can do to your offense if that like if you're struggling with Auburn's defense just just imagine what Georgia's gonna be able to do their their defense has been absolutely insane this season they've only allowed 6.3 points per game which is honestly I think Georgia's defense right now is honestly one of the best ever in college football like ever honestly it might be top five best all-time defenses because it's just insane this year this year uh georgia they have only given up like i said 6.3 points per game only 230 yards of offense per game uh with playing two two uh top 10 teams this season and two top 20 teams uh, which is incredible and in all those games they outscored all those ranked opponents a uh, 111 to 26 which is insane they had i think two shutouts or two close shutouts but or yeah i think it was like two shutouts to ranked opponents it's, that's insane it really is um and i think it's just Alabama's just gotta. I don't. I don't know, bro. I think they gotta pray. <laughs> I think they gotta pray, dude, because they gotta pray that Georgia's defense doesn't get sleep the night before the game. Because Georgia's defense just does not let up. So Bryce Young's got to be flawless. He's got to make those good throws. They've got to be able to open running lanes that offensive line for Alabama. They've got to do that. Uh, they've got to wear down that defense, which nobody has been co come close to doing. Um. So yeah, man, it's it's gonna be really tough for Bama, but I could see it if uh they can lock down Georgia's defense. It could be kind of like a like that Clemson versus Georgia game at the start of the season. Even though Clemson uh isn't that good right now, they played a close game that was, ended up being ten to three, which is uh Georgia's closest game this season. Um, so yeah, man, that's. You know, they got to come out to play. Alabama's got to come out to play if they want to win this game. And Georgia's keys to victory, they also have to come out to play. But they cannot let, like, this is just like the reverse. They cannot let Alabama's offense come to life uh, right off the bat. Because once Alabama gets momentum, they run with it. You know, you see it in years past. Past like when they get momentum, they run with it and they don't stop. They just keep going and keep dominating every single possession, every single play. Uh, so Georgia's defense has to lock up right off the bat. They can't let up any. They can't let up runs, even if it's five yards. They gotta stop those yards, because what what Bama's done sometimes this season has had those long drives. Like I was talking earlier with like Michigan, just pounding the ball and getting those first downs off of like three down, you know, uh, possessions sometimes. Um, 
or stretches in my opinion uh that's that's something that could right that could uh wear down georgia's defense a little bit to be able to get points on the board so it's going to be interesting what alabama does uh i could i don't know dude. it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see what happens in this game but it's it, it really will be interesting because Alabama, you've seen sometimes this year they've came to play, and other times they're off, you know, but with Georgia, they're they're on all the time. So it really comes down to what side of Alabama are we going to see in this game? Are we going to see that team that comes out to play, or are we going to see that team that struggles and is inconsistent? Are we going to see what side are we going to see? That's really my question, you know, but honestly, I think, I think... We're gonna see a side at Bama that's it's gonna be competitive, uh, but I still think Georgia's gonna win it because you just can't you can't wear down that defense. I just don't think they can do that. I really don't think they can. I, I, like I said, I do think it'll be close. I think Georgia gets up the most points they have all season to Bama. Uh, but man, I I just can't, dude. You just can't beat Georgia, dude. Georgia's just been electric all season. Is like one of the best teams I've seen in a minute, not offensively, but a decent offense. Don't get me wrong, but defensively, they're they're just different. So like, <laughs> I just can't I just can't see it. Um, but yeah, yeah, man, that's honestly that's it for this episode. Of the cool predictions. Uh, I know it was kind of uh, I don't know if it was all over the place, but it was kind of mixed around. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. it there was just uh, been a lot of news. I wanted to get a to get an episode out before these episode before these uh not episodes these conference championships so i was going to do a few of those and i'm going to go into bowl predictions uh next week because there is bowl game uh bids coming out this weekend i believe yeah the fifth it was that it said that those are going to come out so i'm going to do predictions for that like all the uh new year's bowls and like the cultural playoffs i'll do those as well uh but yeah guys thank you for tuning in this episode of the cool predictions uh this is the second episode of the cool predictions love doing these and i'll keep doing them uh if you guys keep coming back obviously but yeah, guys that's it for the this episode of the cool predictions and we out peace